0: Well, grab something hot to drink, pull up a chair because you're invited to the Mad Hatter Tea Party podcast where everyone's just a little bit mad. Everyone's just a little bit crazy about all things Disney. Today is February 7th, and this is episode three of our um, Mad Hatter Tea Party podcast. Thanks for joining us today. My name is Brian.
1: My name's Hannah. I'm Chloe.
0: And today, uh, we're really, really excited because we have our very first guest on uh, the Mad Hatter Tea Party podcast, and uh, her name is Allie, and uh, I've known Allie now since uh, June of 2020 when we started our Instagram account for the Mad Hatter t-shirt shop, and we were just getting started... And uh, saw, uh, saw her account, and we reached out and said, hey, we love your account, and uh, magically Miss Allie, uh, as she's known on Instagram, um, uh, she reached out, and she became our first brand rep for our uh, Mad Hatter t-shirts, and she's been yep. amazing, uh, just done such Hi. a great job, and so welcome, Allie.
2: Hi, everyone. Thank you for having me. I really um, I'm excited for tonight. I'm excited to talk to you guys about Disney one of my favorite topics yeah.
0: well uh thanks for uh, taking the time to do that and you are uh you're a super uh Disney fan and um just the post if uh, if you're watching from our Instagram account you may may have seen her post she's done such uh, fun and lively and uh, just uh, super fun Disney posts so uh really really Aww. glad that you're you're a rep with us and that you're you're on the me call me too and yeah. uh <laughs> you, um, you're you willing to take a call right during the start of the Super Bowl, which uh, was that was that a lot of uh, pain for you that you're missing the Super Bowl?
2: Hard to choose? No. <laughs> if I can talk about Disney or watch football, I'm probably going to choose Disney. Um, yeah, I'm not really uh, into the whole football thing. Yeah. Not really my, my jam. I'm, I am an athlete. I'm a dancer, but really not into the football. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm really in it for the food that's, yeah. that's yeah. about mm-hmm. all for – yeah. And, uh, you know, if I can just have a fancy dinner, I don't really need to yep. watch the game. I do – I'm on board for the Puppy Bowl, though.
0: Mm-hmm. I am mm-hmm. always
2: on board for the Puppy Bowl. <laughs> but that's that's, that's the a, extent of the Super Bowl <laughs> for me.
0: That's a whole other thing, <laughs> and I totally agree. The yeah. food and the commercials. So sometimes uh, – Oh, and, yeah,
2: y- and a halftime show. Mm-hmm. I, I do mm-hmm. like the halftime show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So – Yeah, it was actually this morning that I realized, oh, this is actually at the exact same time as the Super Bowl and – it was so not on our radar, and but the yeah, bu- the Buccaneers exactly. are playing, so there's a big Florida, and you're from Florida, right?
2: Well, yeah, and it's happening in, like, Tampa, which is 20 minutes from where I currently am, wow. but I don't, I just, I feel like somehow, I think just, like, the, the chaos of the year and everything, I, it's just, it hasn't been so publicized, Yep. Mm-hmm. so I feel like I didn't even, I mean, I know people are here, I guess, but I just it, it doesn't seem like it's happening. Mm-hmm. So, or at least here, I don't know. It just, it isn't really my, my thing. So yeah. I'd rather, rather talk to you guys about some things related to something mm-hmm. that I'm actually really passionate about than, um, than support some, some football yeah. teams. If yeah. it was, if it was the Vikings, mm-hmm. cause you know, I'm from mm-hmm. Minnesota, Minnesota, then maybe it'd be a different situation, but mm-hmm. unfortunately I'm not that invested.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Well, I I agree. So let's talk a little about Disney. So you, uh, you've been a cast member at Disney. Um, and I would love to hear a little bit about how, how did you become a cast member? And then what, what was your role, uh, as a cast member?
2: Sure. Yep. So I have been a cast member for a little over two years now. I moved here in 20... Eighteen, okay. and I actually was a third-party cast member first. I worked at Disney Springs um, at Alex andani, which is a jewelry store, mm. and that was kind of my first way into Disney. My first uh, pass, you know, everything to kind of explore. And then um, I am a performer, so my my initial goal was to dance for Disney. And in the process of that, I ended up auditioning kind of in a different capacity, mm. not so much dancing, more acting. And that's kind of how I ended up applying for the Bippity Boppity Boutique. Mm. So I was a fairy godmother in training when I got my first official role. Like my blue ID, like very official Mm. uh, Mm. cast member role at Disney was in the Bippity Boppity Boutique. And I actually saw that through until COVID. But Mm. um, yeah, I, I I was in the process of applying for the boutique I had seen an application open online and while I was filling it out, when I went to submit it, it said the, the application was no longer available oh, like the, mm-hmm. it had closed.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And I kind of panicked because it was, I kind of had my heart set on it at that point. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I, at that point I was exactly what I wanted to do. And I, I looked more into it and really found that it, it was a different way of growing
0: mm-hmm. my
2: performing. Mm-hmm. um, And so I was, expressing this to a friend and he said hey i know somebody in casting at walt disney world why don't you shoot him an email like i can't promise anything but maybe he can help you out so i emailed him and he was like hey apply for the semi-truck driver (laughs) and i was like and i went i don't i i thank you so much but i'm really not interested in semi-truck driving um he's like "No, no 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 like just apply for it like i promise i will like push it through the right avenue, and I'm panicking. I'm like, I'm gonna become a semi truck driver for Disney. <laughs> what am I? Oh, no. What am I signing up for? And and sure enough, a, a few days later, I had gotten called for an interview for the boutique. So he really did push it through the right mm. avenue. Um, <laughs> mm. And because the application had been open and was you know obviously just closed, they were currently running applications and or sorry interviews. And so I I within a few days, I think it was like maybe two days, I went in for the interview. And then two days after that they had offered me a wow. job Wow so it, yeah, was, a, it was a quick turnaround quick. I, I didn't mm-hmm. yeah I didn't plan it to happen that fast and I, I was in the middle of figuring other things out in my life but I mean when you get a job offer from Disney you go you, you take, you it. take it you take it so you if, know, so if you're exactly. listening in if you're listening
0: in if you want to become a part of the Disney cast and you want to be at the Bibbidi-Bobbidi boutique you start with the semi-truck driver Mm -hmm. so that you know you know the route now
2: (laughs) i was like oh my gosh i don't even i can barely drive my own car (laughs) like how am i gonna drive a a semi-truck right (laughs) Uh and he he was he was super reassuring but i'm literally i was like what if he doesn't actually catch the like i don't know how that all works what if he didn't Mm -hmm. catch the Mm -hmm. the application in time and then they call me and i wasn't gonna turn like you get, you know, you get offered a job Disney, like I just said. You take it. What if they offered me semi-truck driver? Uh-huh, I probably uh-huh. would have said, yeah. <laughs> and then I'd be driving a semi-truck. Who knows?
0: So, so like, uh, Go ahead and get in the truck and just uh, drive it around the, the parking <laughs> lot for us.
2: And uh, let's see how That's you do. How, yeah. And, and I probably, they probably would have been like, yeah, thank you. But no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. so you did that for how
0: long? You, so you're the part of the Bippity bobbidi so, Boutique for how long?
2: Yep. For about a little over a year. Okay. So not actually that long, unfortunately. COVID put mm. quite a damper on that, um, mm. which, you know, everyone, everyone knows this has been going on for a year, so there's nothing new, but I was actually... Right up until I think the day before the parks closed, I had my last shift at the boutique, and and it's so funny to think mm. back now because they told you two weeks. That's what they said. They're mm. like, two weeks, we'll be back open, mm. and I was so naive. I was like, yeah, two weeks. Mm-hmm. Like everything's going to be fine. Go home, get your life together for two weeks, and and then and then you'll be back. And then you know, two weeks went by, and and then it was May, and then it was mm. June, and they weren't even at that point they weren't even talking about the parks reopening. So mm-hmm. it was kind of you know accepting your fate at that point and mm -hmm. but and and you know yeah it's it's interesting to look back now and and just think that wow I really did think that was going to be two weeks and Mm -hmm. and now it's been what I literally a year I think Mm -hmm. almost a year a month out from a year and and the parks are open which is awesome and and stuff is happening but the boutique is not happening, and and that is for a lot of good reasons because you're right. you're really close to kids, and mm-hmm. uh, there's just no way of really giving that that guest experience without being close to people, and that's obviously
4: mm.
2: not a wise decision. So yep. I understand. Yep. It doesn't make the hurt any less, mm. and it doesn't make you know it make me miss it any less. But mm. you know, someday my fingers crossed, and and in that time, I hope that. I get to return to that. And if not, you know,
0: mm. it's,
2: what's next, you yeah, know, what's yeah.
0: next. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we just never know where one step is going to lead to the next is going to lead to the next. I never thought uh, a call to, um, um, fill out an application for a truck driver would end up in uh, the boutique. <laughs> yeah. So who knows, who knows what's next. And I think you're telling everybody's story this year of that two yes. weeks. You know, we kind of thought only, only two weeks and then everything will be cleared up. And then we've all kind of awoken across the world to the fact that mm-hmm. two weeks has turned into a year. And so, yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. A whole year.
0: Mm. Well, we want to hear more about, um, your experience as a Disney cast member, but I have to mention or I have to uh, share that when we were first getting to know you on Instagram, I I saw your posts on, on your feed. You uh, dressed up as a cast member in um, uh, for Disney and uh, for the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique, but then I'd see like another post and you're in a SeaWorld uniform. And then I would see (laughs) another post of you in a Universal Studios staff uniform i'm like what is does she just own a lot of uniforms like does she like what's going on so (laughs) so so tell me tell us about like how uh, how that happened and um you've had roles in many places
2: yes i think um i mean i don't think this is everyone's goal but for me personally there's always like that the excitement about about working for the trifecta right you like Mm. The trifecta being you know, Disney, SeaWorld, Universal. Those are the three major theme parks here in Orlando. And I kind of always, you know, sought that out as a goal. I don't know why. I don't know why that's for me the thing. But I've always wanted to say, hey, I've worked for all three. And I definitely don't know if I thought that it was going to happen all at the same time. <laughs> um, especially with with scheduling and stuff. But it just so happened that um, I I was working at all three um, literally up until covid which let me tell you is a, a challenge mm. especially since theme parks all function the same they all have the same hours they all have um you know the same expectations for scheduling and everything and when i got all three i i was kind of stuck you know i, I had reached what i thought was the pinnacle and mm. so um it's it's interesting i think if you did attractions or or food and beverage, I think it would be more difficult to do all three. But as a performer and in, in the entertainment industry, um, people are, are people in that, in that industry in those parks kind of know that you're
0: putting yourself mm.
2: out in all these different mm-hmm. facets. So it's a little bit easier to maneuver. But um, kind of up until COVID ha- was happening, I was working at all three theme parks every single week. And honestly, really honestly, they were expecting nine days out of the week. Like someone, you know, mm. SeaWorld wanted three days, Universal mm. wanted three days, and Disney yep. wanted three yep. days, and yep. that's yep. nine days. Mm. Yeah. And um, as you well know, there are only seven days in a week. So <laughs> I was, I I was rarely home. I I didn't see my roommates or my dog, mm. but I felt like I was living the dream.
4: Mm.
2: You know, I there's this saying in the entertainment industry, booked and blessed, and you like, you know, you never complain because you're so thankful that you... Uh, have a job and that you're working in, mm-hmm. in an industry that you've worked so hard to like, you know, reach. And mm-hmm. for me, like I said, the trifecta was the goal. And so I was doing that and I wasn't sleeping. I'm not, sleeping i am mm-hmm. i am going to be completely yeah. honest with you. There was very little mm-hmm. sleep happening and there was very little like self care, laundry, mm-hmm. food, mm-hmm. eating, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. But, mm-hmm. yeah. but I was showing up and I was, I was literally living my dream. I was dancing at SeaWorld in the Sesame Street parade, which, <laughs> Um, unfortunately, is not happening right now, but is such a wonderful place and, and it has my heart. And mm. then I was, and I would do that during the day. And then um, about two thirty, when the last parade ended, I would change my clothes, leave my clothes in a bag in like the little um, gate three, like security, and yep. someone would come who was still at parade pick up the costume for me, so that I could leave immediately and then drive to Universal wow. to do evening Mardi Gras parades. <laughs> so I was still walking at Mardi Gras and then on the the few days off I had from Mardi Gras and SeaWorld, I was going to the boutique.
4: Mm-hmm. And so
2: it was definitely crazy. I did have a uh, a day where I was wearing my Bippity Boppity Boutique costume and I drove to SeaWorld and this was like in the midst oh, of, no. of chaos at this point point. and I get out of my car and I go to the back seat. and when I go to SeaWorld, I have my Sesame Street backpack It has all my stuff in it and I like get out of my car. And go to the back my backpack's not there. So immediately I start panicking. I'm like, what is happening? Why did I not bring my backpack? Like, what am I gonna do? And then I look down and I'm like, I am in my Disney costume. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm supposed to be at Disney right now. So I get back oh. in my car. I drive the twenty minutes back to Disney. I ran. I ran from the Disney like parking lot to the bus and just prayed to God I made it on time and I did. I clocked wow. on time. But wow. that is that's what happens when you don't sleep and you mm. just are running all times. So
0: that kind of sounds like but, a dream that you have when you're doing all three of those and you, you, you wake up and you're like, and you're like "Oh, I, I'm <laughs> at the wrong place. A I can't dream. get to." And it was yes. real. It was real.
2: Yes, a hundred percent. And and that day lives, lives in infamy. Infamy. That's kind of my. Uh, mm-hmm. That's when I reached the peak of mm-hmm. chaos. Mm-hmm.
0: So well, not many people it's can fun. say it's that. So fun. Not people. Many people can say that you did all three at the same time yeah. and. Way to go, Allie. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool.
2: Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Most people say that's crazy, but I think it's cool.
0: It, maybe it's a it's it's a season you can do, but you can't do it as a lifestyle. It's, uh, but it's fun to have those uh, yeah. seasons, and you could be able to yeah. tell those stories and uh, to say that you yes. you did all three at the same time. There should be some yes. award or medal for that.
2: There should be like a big trophy mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. I would be, I'd be on board with that
4: for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: Well, we want to hear more about uh, your Disney experience. And the topic today is focused on um, if, uh, a thing that if you've been to a Disney park, you've experienced. Maybe you you know it. Maybe you don't. Maybe uh, um, you're familiar with it a lot. Maybe you've been to the parks a lot and, and you know about these. And, and they're called magical moments. And essentially what they are, uh, they're kind of spur of the moment Acts of kindness between a cast member Mm -hmm. and a guest in order to give you like a memory that you'll you'll never forget. And that's one of the things that takes, in my opinion, Disney from being um, just a theme park to a a magical place because all the cast members at all times are thinking about how do I create a moment, a memory, an experience that they'll never forget. And our family, we've uh, we've had a lot of those experiences. So I thought it'd be fun to do um, an episode just talking about, magical moments, what we've experienced, and uh, how we've been surprised by those. And then, uh, Allie, with you on the call, to be able to hear a little bit maybe from the cast member side, what is, what is it like mm-hmm. to to give sure. a magical moment? So yeah. I wanted to start with one that I remember uh, that sticks out in our mind. It's a big part of our story, um, going to Walt Disney World when our kids were littler. And we had um, a great magical moment. We... Uh, had planned this trip for a long, long time. It was one of our first uh, Walt Disney World trips where uh, the kids were old enough to really understand and see it and experience it. The kids were, uh, like Hannah and Chloe, had their princess dresses. It was <laughs> totally, I mean, we were totally ready <laughs> to go. And Luke, Luke was a little bit littler, but uh, but those two, they were ready to, uh, to mm-hmm. take on Walt Disney World. And so we were ready with the camera in hand and um, we were going to make it into scrap, scrapbooks. It was going to be phenomenal. And then we got there, we were actually staying at the, um, um, all-star movies.
1: Mm -hmm. With the giant Woody and Buzz Lightyear. Yeah, yeah.
0: So we, uh, we arrived, we had all of our stuff, uh, went up to the counter and, um, uh, the cast member said, "Uh, what's your name? So we said, what our name? And then she kind of had this look on her face, like, oh, um. Let me check on something. So she went to the back of the, kind of the back room of the office and came back and said, well, uh, we're excited to tell you that you have, you have a magical moment. Mm-hmm. And that was sort of early on in our Disney experience. So we were like, what, what does that mean? Is that a, is that a good thing? Or is that, is that, <laughs> what is that? And uh, she said, well, right now uh, you have come at the peak time of um, volleyball championship or um, cheerleading. cheerleading championships. So cheerleaders from all over the world, it seems, um, descended on Disney World that time. And so our space that we were supposed to be in uh, had seven or eight cheerleaders probably in it. (laughs) And so she said, instead, um, um, we're going to give you the opportunity to choose the resort that you want to go to. And uh, she gave us a list of options. And one of the options was the Yacht Club. And it has this amazing pool, sand bottom pool, and it's just beautiful, beautiful resort. And so um, we, um, we picked that one, and they put us in uh, Disney transportation and drove us all over there. And we had just been on the flight for a long time. We had little kids, and we were all worn out. And so here we kind of come strolling into the yacht club with uh, hair kind of disheveled and our uh, luggage that's sort of like in, like, grocery bags it felt like you know and walking into the yacht club and uh, they were just so warm and kind and gracious and welcoming and um and it was just like a cool moment that we kind of look back on it's like wow we never would have expected that um we uh, went to an all-star and then they upgraded us to the to the yacht club mm-hmm. and so wow. that, that was kind of one of the first ones that we remember and uh, not to mention i don't know if you uh, you girls remember this, but uh, uh, we met the winner of the American Idol there. He was in the elevator oh, with us. Oh yeah, I da- do remember that. Was Hi. it David David Archuleta? Maybe. Actually,
1: I think I do Whoa. remember that. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool.
0: So we were in the same el- we were in the elevator, and I said, "Hey, Dave, how's it going? How's it going since you you, ah, you won the American Idol?" Oh my gosh. He's like, "Who are you?" <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's one magical moment. Um, Chloe, what about you? Can you think of uh, a magical moment that stands out to you?
3: Yeah. oh there's so many um well one that I remember this was more recently at Disneyland actually the last time that we went i think about two years ago um but we were planning to watch the world of color show at california adventure that night um, but we were also trying to ride um, the cars land racers that same night and so we had just finished those that ride because um, we wanted to do that and we're like running over um to like the bay area to watch the show and there's just like so many people Mm. and we're like probably 15 rows back and like can't really even see anything um we're like well i guess this is gonna work out like we can still see part of it um and honestly i don't even remember like what happened next like how we started talking to this cast member but um yeah we just like this cast member came up to us and was like hey like i think i have Uh, like a special spot for you guys um, where you're going to be able to see the show a lot better and so she like takes us down um into this like ticketed area basically where you would have had to um Mm. like sign up to have these seats and um so we end up being like front row right on the water to watch the show um like literally we're getting wet Mm. from Mm. (laughs) the water Ah. um and yeah i just remember us being Mickey Rice Krispie treats and just being right on the mm-hmm. water, like seeing mm-hmm. it so well. And that was just a really fun moment. And, yeah, that stands
0: out to me. Yeah, it was kind of that moment where like she like pulled back the velvet rope, you know, and just yeah. ushered us down in front of all the people that had been waiting there yeah. for hours and hours. And we got to sit down in front like, here comes the the royal, <laughs> royal family. Family of the day just showed up or something like that. Yes,
2: and, family of yeah. the day.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. One of my favorite shows, World of Color.
4: Yeah, oh. sure.
0: What about you, Allie? Can you think of a, a magical moment when you were on the receiving end?
2: Yeah, I obviously, you know, being at Disney so often, there's so many, but one that I kind of always come back to because it was one of those things where I was an adult at the time. So obviously, I handled the situation as an adult, but um, I was at, oh, and I'm going to draw a blank on the, it's like a little stand. It's right in Frontierland
4: mm.
2: between like right before you get to Splash Mountain. It's um I don't even know I can't even think of what mm. they serve there but mm. uh they have they have food obviously, uh-huh. yep. you know, okay. a food cart. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's important to know. And they have the well, obviously pre-COVID they had like the pumping ketchup mm-hmm. that you put in the little cups. Okay.
4: Mm-hmm. And there was a little
2: boy couldn't couldn't have been more like more than 7 and he was pumping the ketchup to bring to his family and he had he was balancing four cups in his hand and he ended up dropping them. And I was standing right mm-hmm. around him and it was when purple potion, that was like a big color scheme for the year mm-hmm. was big. And I had just bought the purple potion spirit Jersey, the ears, mm-hmm. I had matching tennis shoes and I had ketchup. It, so two dropped on the floor and splattered all over my pants mm-hmm. and my shoes. Mm-hmm. And then two had been spilt down like my sleeve and the back of my spirit Jersey. And, oh. you know, for me as an adult, obviously, and, and as someone who doesn't get mad very, very easily or anything, um, I just kind of I, I panicked initially because obviously you're going to smell like ketchup the rest of the day, <laughs> but I wiped it <sighs> off. I did the best I could, you know, and his parents came running over and I didn't know that anybody had seen this happen mm-hmm. or seen this go down um, because there wasn't, I mean, people is busy and there are lots of people obviously, but I didn't know any cast members were around, but a cast member actually approached me a little bit farther down. We were on our way to Splash Mountain um, on our way out of there. And she had stopped me. And she's like, hey, I had just seen what happened. Can I do anything for you? And I was like, mm-hmm. no, it's okay. Like, the only thing is that sucks. I smell like ketchup. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> honestly, it's not that big of a deal because it, it's dark purple. I mean, you can see it, but it's not, wasn't white.
0: You don't want to smell like ketchup I, Yeah, that's real. But
2: I just smelled vinegar. It was mm-hmm. so strong. And she's like, hey, let me. And they have, they have. I don't even know if they do this anymore because this was like maybe two or three years ago. They gave me a little coupon, like a piece of paper, and um, I think it's called like Mickey Bucks. Mm. Yeah. And I was able to take it to the store, and it said, you know, what I could get on it. She had written it down: shoes, pants, shirt. Wow. So at the Aww. time, I just bought a new Spirit jersey or got a new Spirit jersey, and then um, I had found some just like little uh, black shorts with Mickey heads all over them. And then, um, I got some flip-flops and, and I was able to wear that around. And it wasn't obviously the the outfit that I had intended on. And you know, me, I love to take pictures and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, be artistic in the parks, but, um, it it wasn't, wasn't that day. So, Mm -hmm. um, but that was, I just, you know, and for me, it was a little boy and, and Mm. he didn't mean to, and he was doing his own thing and it's fine, but, I'm glad I didn't have to smell like vinegar for the rest of the day because <laughs> I love ketchup. Don't get me wrong, but that smell is very strong, it's all over me. So I was just, you know, something mm. a cast member didn't need to do, and I didn't expect anybody to do that. But I was very appreciative that someone saw that and was willing to step up and and help. So well,
0: the amazing that's thing about that, always stuck with me. the amazing thing about that is that it, it wasn't like the cast member's fault. It wasn't Disney's fault. It was a family yeah, I know. that, you know, a yes. little boy dropped it. And so for them yeah. to go to that expense to yeah. make sure that you had a, right. good, had a good memory, a good moment that day is, yeah, that's Disney.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I know. Yeah, that's so
2: cool. it, it is a hundred percent. It's correct. Like I had nothing to do with Disney and I feel like that goes a lot with guest services. You know, if it doesn't, mm. it's not their fault. What? Why do they have to fix it? But Disney just always go, go, gone above and beyond. So so you can have those those magical moments even when it's, it has nothing to do with them.
0: It's mm-hmm. a good story. What about you, Hannah?
1: Um, I know we already kind of talked about this. I think in the last episode, but uh, this was the first one that came to my mind. Um, it was I don't I don't remember how long ago it was, but we all got up really early to go to the. Um, I don't remember like which park we were going to, but we got up to go and be like the first family there. We woke up really early. We were really excited and we were like, sure, we we're going to be the first people there. Cause there was like no one there. And then we were the second family and we were all kind of like disappointed and we were like, Oh, like darn it. Like, but you know, like what can you really do? And so we're standing there like waiting for the park to open. Um, since we weren't the first family of the day and Luke is wearing his pirate hat, um, and a cast member walks up to us and he was like, oh, like talking to like Luke about like, oh, I like your pirate hat, like blah, yep, blah, blah. Yep. And then I don't really Which remember. he didn't want to wear. Yeah. yeah, he didn't want to wear it. But then we were really yep. glad he did afterwards. And then he, the cast member like invited us to like come. I don't remember like what he said, but we went and like um got to like ride around on his little like car thing or whatever. Like through the there were those
0: kind of old timey cars that's downtown, you know, in the main street. It was like like a yeah. like
1: one of those train trolley type things, mm-hmm. but like mm-hmm. not that big. And oh yeah, he like drove us around on that, and that was really cool. So even though we weren't the first family of the day, we still got like a mm. special experience. Mm. So yeah, we yep. felt like
0: we were there uh, before everyone else got to be, and took pictures up in front of the castle, and mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that was a cool moment. You know, uh, there's a lot of like the little, little tiny small magical moment. Yeah opportunities too. Like for instance, um, uh, when, uh, you stay at a Disney park, uh, resort hotel, and then you, you come back after a long day and then you see on your bed, the, the towels, um, oh, fashioned yeah. into some sort of Disney character.
4: Mm-hmm. Character, mm-hmm. Yeah. And or... you never
0: quite know what the next day, the character they're going to do. And, um, and then one of those wasn't Chloe was on your birthday.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I was on my birthday one time and like, And I didn't even remember, like, mentioning that to anyone. I mean, I don't know what you and mom did, dad. But, um, yeah, we came back, and, like, the towels were all in this, like, giant birthday cake. And it had, like, pipe cleaner candles and, like, stickers all over it. And there was, like, a little birthday card that, like, Mickey had signed and stuff like that. And that was, like, a really cool moment for me growing
1: up, too. Mm -hmm.
0: Just little tiny details that – yeah. Keep you keep you looking for ways Disney's going to surprise you.
1: When they get, they, when the um, like balloon people that are selling the balloons like let you hold the balloons and like take a picture with them without mm-hmm. even buying them, because I feel like most people who are like trying to like sell things to make a profit, they like don't want you to do that because then you're like, well, you're not going to buy the product, them yeah. because you're taking a picture with them. Um, but yeah. then that's it's like the, that's not like all they care about. It's not just oh how much can, money can we make? Like how can we make money? But like making sure that like other people are happy and get to have a good experience too.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, another, uh, just thinking of another uh, story. We were at Disneyland uh, a couple trips ago. And it was, the fireworks were over. It was uh, the end of the night. And we had stopped into the confectionery to get some snacks. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it was, uh, I think it was maybe my birthday.
1: I think it was. Mm-hmm. It was yeah, and your anniversary.
0: Okay, so we we, uh, we told the cast member after they gave us our Reese's covered Rice Krispie mm-hmm. treat, mm-hmm. chocolate uh, covered. And um, and so gave us a button for a birthday and gave us a button for anniversary. And then like kept giving buttons. Like, oh like, <laughs> button we, for we every, all had like six buttons, six buttons on us, all of us walking out of the park. And oh, yeah,
3: there's like honorary Disneyland member. Like, yeah, just like, about I'm celebrating. I don't know everything you can think of. Every button that he had he behind had the counter, he gave us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah.
0: And we were so happy. It's just those a really buttons, fun way to end.
3: Yeah. Those buttons
2: are awesome. As a cast member and as a guest, those are just a yeah. neat thing that Disney does. And they're and they're free. You know, you mm-hmm. have to pay for that. I mm. i I think that's a magical moment in itself because it, it gives a really specialized uh, experience for guests who are celebrating something. And it lets cast members know, hey, something is, is being celebrated. Mm-hmm. And that gives an opportunity for a cast member to say something to a guest and make it a, a little mini magical mm-hmm. moment every time if anybody sees that. So those are yeah.
0: those buttons are brilliant. Mm-hmm. Well, with that in mind, so what's it like um, being on the other side of a magic magical moment as a cast member? Um, what do what they uh, What do they talk to you about when you're being trained as a cast member about what a magical moment is? And then how much freedom do you have to create one? Uh, how How does it work?
2: So I think this is going to surprise people but it's definitely discussed but it's there's no real parameter around it and they don't tell you like hey uh you you know there's no cap or there's no mm-hmm. like specifications mm-hmm. and I think that's kind of what makes a magical moment so broad and so in variety uh, varied everyone experienced magical moments differently and and what happens to them and some people get small ones and some people get big ones and, you know, some get a mix. And I think it honestly depends on the situation. And that's why I, I feel like as far as training goes, we don't really get a ton about it. Obviously it's discussed. And most people who work for the company are obviously passionate about Disney in the first place and know what it is. Mm -hmm. So along the lines of, you know, what parameters are set, there's really none,
3: Mm.
2: but when when approaching a magical moment as a cast member, you do have to ask permission from a manager, or coordinator, or somebody around if you see like if you have an mm, idea or mm. if you see a good place for a magical moment, um, especially if it, if it has monetary value. Just because um, when you're when you're gifting an item per mm-hmm. se, obviously financially wise, um, you got to just make sure that you let somebody know you're you're taking a product so they don't yes. think it was stolen, stolen or anything, yeah. right? Like obviously yep, that yep. comes with that part of it, like the, the financial side. Um, But honestly, like if you wanted to do this extravagant uh, magical moment for somebody who really deserved an extravagant magical moment, Mm -hmm. absolutely. They're going to say yes. I mean, Mm -hmm. I I've given several magical moments. I've been a part of them as a cast member and I've never had a coordinator say no.
4: Mm.
2: And I think that comes with you as a cast member representing it in the way that, that, you know this is why this is happening this is why this person deserves this or this family deserves this and and percent of the time they're gonna mm. they're gonna say mm. yes
4: mm.
2: if it's crazy obviously you know but yeah so as a cast member being being in um the bippity boppity boutique in particular i feel like that is a very um guest service oriented mm-hmm. position because you are working literally one-on-one with guests and so magical moments are very common and so I don't know. Do you want me to kind of dive into?
0: Yeah, yeah. To maybe share a one. Few? Share one that uh, you remember.
2: Sure. Yeah. So I have a kind of two, and I'll keep them short, obviously, because you know, for time's sake. But sure. um, I had one that I was directly a part of, and the one that I witnessed but was a part of. So the first one being a a little boy came into the boutique and had a very conservative father and a very. Um, a mother who was very supportive and mm. he wanted a princess dress really, really bad. And the father just couldn't get on board with it. And obviously we support the the parents and their decision, but the little boy was just, you know what he, he did? He wasn't like, he never begged or anything. He just want, you know, he asked and he was mm. so kind and mm. he just wanted, he wanted to be Elsa.
4: Mm. It's so
2: bad. <laughs> and um, the dad just wouldn't, he didn't just refuse to buy the dress. Yep. for for his little boy and um we ended up comping him a dress and and um getting him the elsa the, the elsa dress, so the blue with the big
4: cape mm-hmm. and
2: mm-hmm. part of coming to the boutique um as as a as a little boy usually you become a knight or a prince and we we do have a process where we um put like we call it peter pan's dust in their hair mm-hmm. which is like a mm-hmm. confetti
4: mm-hmm.
2: and he wanted, to, he wanted to go through the whole process of being a princess. He wanted to get his hair done and his <laughs> makeup done. And and that was just, that was so far beyond dad's, yeah, dad's yeah, thing. So
4: yeah.
2: um, we comped a dress. And then we also, because he had short hair and he wanted to have an Elsa braid. And so what we did was Elsa had a headband, uh, her crown per se, and uh, had three snowflakes on it. It was, it was a headband. And what we did was we super glued or, um, sorry, uh, hat glued the, um, Elsa ponytail braid <laughs> to one side of the headband. And, um, he was able to wear the headband with like a little Elsa braid hanging mm. off the side and his Elsa dress. And we, we comped that whole thing for them, um, mm. so that he was able to have that experience without having to kind mm. of fight the father. Mm. And it wasn't like the father, I guess I'm not, he hadn't you know, he was fine yeah. with yeah. him wearing the dress. I think he just didn't want to put the money towards yeah. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um and I have you know I cried that day that was like my mm. first experience mm. as a cast member that I legitimately cried because um we have this three-way mirror or not a three-way mirror but a 3 mirror set mm-hmm. in the um chateau and seeing him spin around in circles and like you know hold his braid it was something that you just don't mm. see very often just the pure joy of a child and mm-hmm. it was Oh, I get to I get emotional thinking about it now because it was just like that, that was all he wanted. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't, he never threw a tantrum. He never, you know, he just really mm-hmm. just wanted to be happy and, mm-hmm. and be a princess. So, mm-hmm. so we did that for him and a lot of people were involved in that, a lot of coordinators and um, several of us at the boutique, um, Fairy godmothers were involved too. So it was it was a really cool experience. Well, so many boys have seen then, the,
0: seen the Frozen movie over and over and over again and, Want to want to live the story and want to play make believe, and then you see all these uh, other kids who get to have like all this lavish attention poured on them. And uh, he was like, "Hey, me too, me too, yeah, me too."
2: Yeah, he just idolized Elsa. You know, Mm. she's got magic powers. She's Mm. got ice powers. Why would you not want that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) She's awesome. Um, And then she is awesome. She is awesome especially after the second movie, she's, Mm. she's even cooler. Mm. And then my other magical moment, and this is, you know, this is short, but um, not that I was directly a part of, but I was involved in. um, There were, there was a family that was on vacation. It was the um, two, they had two girls and the mom and the dad and the grandparents And they were doing the whole princess package. So that's like a dress, a a tiara, a wand, the hair, the makeup, the backpack, everything. That's like the whole, the whole shebang. And then in the next dressing room over, there was um, a mom and a dad and two girls as well. And um, they paid for the lowest package, which is just Mm -hmm. the hair, makeup, nails, backpack, Mm -hmm. bash. And the grandmother was sitting outside the dressing room and overheard, um, the parents of the second family explaining to the girls that they couldn't afford the, Mm. the princess dress package that it was just, it wasn't in the budget. Like Disney had really, really pushed them over the edge and it just, it wasn't possible to do. And the grandmother actually came to me and said, Hey, we would like to buy these, these little girls. Um, The princess package the full dress and everything so um not on disney and Mm -hmm. we and actually what we ended up doing for the grand for the um family that of the grandparents is we comped their two girls's um packages Mm -hmm. since they had paid for the other two Mm -hmm. so so just you know Mm -hmm. i feel like disney not only uh, makes magical moments but also fosters opportunities Mm -hmm. for other families to make magical moments for other people too. And I think yeah, that's, that's,
4: good.
2: that's something that you don't see as often, but it really does happen as well. And so that was a really awesome day as a cast member as well.
0: That's a really good point, Allie, because I, I think that you kind of want to get caught up in the magical moment. Um, the giving of the magical moments when you're, when you're there as a, as a guest yourself and to be able to share that magic and the generosity with other mm-hmm. people and, um, I think uh, Disney models that in a really cool way. That yes, it becomes contagious. Agreed. Becomes contagious. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I think you see it enough, and you, especially when you've been a a product of it before, it makes you so grateful and thankful. And I feel like it's what what does it pay it forward, right?
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: I kind of feel like it's that mentality, and I and you know it can be something small like, you know, letting a family go in front of you if they if they're in a hurry mm-hmm. or that something's happening or. You know, we're asking someone, uh, you know, if you could help them in any way. I just, mm-hmm. I feel like Disney really fosters that type of environment. And, and it's good to see other people mm-hmm. ha- helping others too, not just Disney.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I know in the past we've had like a fast pass in our hand and we are like, well, we don't need to use this. Why don't we give it to somebody else who's in line? And then all of a sudden, yes. wow, now they're, uh, they're moving to the head of the line. We, we yes, had a couple of, exactly. uh, uh, Folks on Instagram who sent in a story as well, so uh, really cool little moments about uh, the magical moments they experienced. So one, uh, Stacy on Instagram, she's known as Magical Mouse. She she told this story. She said our two-year-old daughter lost her toy in Hollywood Studio. She she said it was uh, her little aerial Barbie Barbie doll kind of doll, mm. and she said um, uh, when we uh, went to check lost and found. Uh, the cast member this right away gave us a voucher for a new toy. And in the, in that moment, the, her other uh, four-year-old saw her um, uh, sibling getting a toy. And so they gave her uh, a free toy uh, as well. And so um, I thought it was uh, really cool that, you know, they not only see the opportunity for one, but they, they gave to the other four four year old too. So that, that was cool. And they, I think she got the Rapunzel doll. Mm-hmm. And then there's another one, uh, oh. Jasmine. Uh, she uh, She's on Instagram, a whole new world ear company. She said, my best friend and I were about 11 and we were absolutely loved the Finding Nemo, the musical in Animal Kingdom. And she said, a cast member named Amanda heard us talking about how excited we were. And since we were really early, she offered to let us sit as close as she could get us. And so it was, she said, it was an amazing experience and reminded her of how magical Disney is to be able to, um, uh, be brought right up to the front. So thank you, Jasmine. Thank you, Stacy, for, uh, for sending those, those, in. we could go on and on about so many different stories and magical moments, and, um, I, I can't wait to go back and, um, see what Disney does next. Um, well, we're about getting close to our time, but I wanted to wrap up as our, um, our first guest on our podcast. I want to do a bit of a lightning round with you, Allie. So quick sure. questions, um, kind of real quick answer questions on um, some things related to Walt Disney World or the uh, Disney parks. So here's the first one. Uh, lightning round. <laughs> if you uh, if you went to the Magic Kingdom today and you could visit one attraction, one ride only, which one would it be and why?
2: The People Mover. And mm. why? Because it is such an underrated ride. And you know, after a long day walking on your feet all day, that ride is perfect. And it goes mm-hmm. fast and slow and you get to see all of Tomorrowland and you get a beautiful view of the castle. And if you ride it at night during fireworks,
0: mm. oh
2: it is it is absolutely incredible. So people
4: remember for sure.
0: So classic. That's such a such a great <laughs> ride. Okay, here's the next one. Oh what best describes you? Thrill ride, snack time, people watcher or shopper.
2: Oh, that's so hard. Uh, probably like when I'm in the parks, I'm definitely a thrill ride. Uh, Tower of Terror is my mm. hands-down favorite ride in all four parks. I have once rode it seven times in a row, and oh. I'm trying to beat that. Yeah, love. You, I love that ride so
0: You live to tell about it.
2: <laughs> yeah, correct. I felt very sick afterwards, but I did it, <laughs> and I'm going to try to get to ten someday.
0: Okay. So. <laughs> okay uh what is your favorite disney snack
4: oh
2: um, so many this is probably an unpopular opinion but i'm gonna go with the mickey ice cream sandwich mm. i am not a pretzel or a mickey bar kind of girl love the ice cream sandwiches though
0: mm. Mm. so uh ice cream sandwich over the mickey bar
2: Oh, ice cream sandwich. Ice way. cream All sandwich. Okay. All the way. No no questions, no thoughts, no anything.
0: Mm. Ice cream mm-hmm. sandwich. Mm. Okay. <laughs> uh, here's another one. What is your favorite Disney merchandise item? And uh, I've seen oh. your feed, so I know that you've got some. <laughs> <laughs> you've got some collections. <laughs> but what would you say would be oh, yeah. a Disney uh, favorite merch item? Yeah.
2: If you follow me on Instagram, uh, yeah, you're right. I, I do have quite a few collections, but I think the most extensive collection I have is Disney ears, park mm. ears in particular. They came up to, um, I last counted like a few weeks ago, um, about 121. Wow. So. Wait,
0: 121? 100, um, so 121?
2: Yes, 121. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> yeah. And ever growing every day. Uh, every day. I see a new pair of ears. Disney mm. comes out with like five new every week. And very difficult not to buy so Mm. that's definitely my number one collector's item of Disney merch
0: Mm. I think one of our favorite posts on Instagram is our post of you wearing the smile ear to ear shirt and then with a bunch of your ears so that's uh yes we saw a little (laughs) glimpse of that
2: I feel like I could have brought more but it was all I could carry into Magic Kingdom that day so
4: (laughs) yeah
0: I love it love it Uh, okay um how old were you when you went uh, were you when you first visited a Disney park?
2: I, I believe I was six or seven. We did the Disney Cruise. Um, I'm not really sure how this works nowadays, but it was like a few days of Disney Cruise and then you did a few days mm-hmm. of the parks. Or at least I'm pretty sure how that worked or that's how that worked. So that yep. was the first time. Yeah, I was six, six or seven. Mm.
0: And then uh, how many times do you think you've been since now that you're a cast member? Like, Oh hundreds. my
2: gosh. Oh yeah oh uh more than 500 times Mm. for for as a cast member i mean not even including days that i worked at the parks, i was probably going two or three times a week so a lot of times Mm
0: -hmm. well if you're listening in and you're like when i grow up i want to be a cast member well there's you get the opportunity to go to disney 500 times there are perks yeah
2: yes there are perks for sure
0: Okay, here's, here's the last one. Last uh, lightning round question. What is your favorite hidden Mickey? What's your favorite hidden Mickey?
2: Oh, Okay, uh, this is hard. I think I have two. Um, my first one is is it uh, yeah, no, uh, Japan. In Japan, in Epcot, mm. there's like a little koi pond or with, yeah, a pond with koi fish, I guess, uh-huh. and the this, the drain in there has a hidden Mickey on it. I don't know why oh. I love that so much, but I think mm-hmm. it's something that people miss if you're not looking.
4: Mm.
2: So, or if you don't know about it, I guess you're not, people don't see yeah. that. So, that's why I like that. And then my second one is Dinosaur at Animal Kingdom, the whiteboard when you're going in like the first room okay. has a hidden Mickey drawn on it. And I don't know why mm. I like that, but I just, every time I look for it when I go through that ride, so. Those All are right. like probably my my top two. We'll, we'll
0: be looking for those. I don't think I've seen either of those, so I'll, I'll be looking for them. Next yeah, I don't
2: time. think I have either. Well, now you have something to look for. You guys got to get <laughs> that the um, the hidden hit. Wow, hidden Mickey book. Do you guys oh. have that?
4: No. Oh, well, I've seen yeah. it. I've through a it. I... Book.
2: Yes, it's awesome. It tells you where everything is, and wow. I carry it in the parks with me to like look for hidden Mickey's. So, yeah. Well, I'd love to just app, to go to Disney
0: too. just to just to do that, just to do a day where you just. So, finding hidden mickeys yeah
2: yeah me too. when you live here that there, that there's opportunity for that you know you're not always trying to get through everything like you mm-hmm. you do when you're on vacation right so and that comes with two like sorcerers of the magic kingdom like i didn't know about any of that till so
4: mm-hmm.
2: i was a cast member because when you come you're not really trying to do the side things you're trying to get the rides done and, and the meet and greets and everything so you don't really know side stuff like that is happening yep so that's that's what nice about being. That's what's nice about living here and being able to go all the time is, you see a lot of things you would never typically see.
0: Yeah, you could just take a day to kind of people watch and. Uh, oh yeah. Just experience the environment and see the hidden mickeys and, uh, yeah, that's a that's a good day to add even if you. You're just going there for a week because sometimes the run 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 can just wear you out. But just taking a day where you can yeah. kind of shift gears down and. To take in the environment, the experience of it, get some magic, magical exactly. moments. <laughs> yeah. Well, Allie, um, thank you so much for uh, taking time uh, this evening to be on uh, the podcast with us. Uh, so many great stories. Thank you for uh, the magical moments that you've created. Thank you for the ways that you've um, helped people have moments they'll never forget. And I'm sure there's uh, so many that you probably don't even know that um, people had because of your willingness to to give and to serve in that way so thanks thanks for all that uh, you do and all that you you've done and so awesome to have you on the call with us
2: thank you so much I really I really enjoyed chatting with you guys and obviously you know Disney I'm very passionate about and and cast member or not Disney's such a magical place and and I, I thank you guys for for inviting me to come and talk about something that I am really passionate about and um, obviously, talking with you guys who are passionate about it too is is extra special and and fun. Mm-hmm. So I thank you guys for for letting me be your first special guest. Yay. and giving me the opportunity to talk about um, kind of two sides of it, being a guest and a cast member. So mm-hmm. I had a good I had a good time.
0: Mm -hmm. well thanks Allie and um everybody thanks for listening in uh, our third episode it's been so much fun uh, just talking about Disney and having a conversation and so uh, thanks for listening in uh stop by our Instagram account we've got um as we mentioned last episode we've got a few in um, Tomorrowland Mad Hatter t-shirt designs coming that we're really really excited about and in fact uh, Allie will um be posting um in the next few weeks, uh, some of those, uh, t-shirt designs. And so, uh, yeah, so I look got a for peek that. Peek. Yeah. <laughs> she gets to see him first. And so, um, yeah, visit, uh, they're really cool. Visit her account, uh, magically miss Allie to find a little bit more about her story. But with that, um, have a, uh, have a magical week and, uh, thanks for listening. Bye. 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 Bye.